Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. You know, when I say that I have spent more than 50 years researching death in the afterlife, of course, I know that cannot possibly be true since I don't even feel that I'm, I myself am even 50 years old, but I know the calendar doesn't lie. And one of the great things about having spent so much of my life doing afterlife research is that everything is such wonderful news and most people have no idea. The good news about the afterlife is that there's no bad news. But how do you tell people that? Sometimes I really want to just congratulate people on their birthdays that they're a whole year older. But I don't know how you do that. Uh, uh, Yay, another birthday. You're getting old. Uh, Another year finally getting closer to going home. I'm, I'm shocked to have to report to you, though, that most people don't like hearing that. And I'm even more shocked to tell you that more than 80% of the people in the world, I just read this recently, more than 80% of the people in the world are still afraid to die. For heaven's sake, literally, how can you imagine that? So for them, getting to go home sooner is not really great news. So I keep, frankly, I keep the excitement to myself most of the time. But it is such wonderful news. Fortunately, though, there are people who, to whom I can share it. There are people that actually in this work that I, we, we say to one another, well, when we get up in the morning, we say, well, another, another day closer and we congratulate ourselves. And that's, that's kind of exciting and fun to do. But there has been actually for a long time, there has been a need for people to actually put together all this exciting and wonderful information and Our guests today are are people who finally have been doing this work and really putting it together correctly. And that dream team is our guest today, and they're with us for the third time. Dr. Dennis Grega is a research psychologist and software developer by background. His partner in this work is Michelle Zabo, who is a healer. She's a creative director, writer, and teacher. Together, they founded AfterlifeData.com in 2009. They have AfterlifeLibrary.com, which began in 2011, and VoicesAcrossTheVail.com in 2014. Which is what especially excites them, they say, is that knowing the afterlife exists provides meaning and purpose for people in their daily lives. If only more people knew it. Actually, what I've discovered lately is that people are scared even to research it. They don't want to know because they're so afraid to find out that it's not true. Isn't that awful? But it's true, everyone. It is true, and it's better than you can possibly imagine. If only people will stop being afraid for long enough just to listen to us. Michelle and Dennis are always up to something, and today they're going to catch us up on all their wonderful news. Dennis and Michelle, welcome. I'm so happy to have you back with us today. Thanks, Roberta. I'm glad to be here. Hi, Roberta. It's wonderful to be here. You know, I wanted to take a quick jump off of what you just said, if that's okay. Oh, please. Um, You know, you as you were doing your intro, you know, you were talking about people who are afraid of, you know, dying and um, 
you know, I think part of it is, you know, they just feel in some cases very excited to be here. They may not show it as excitement, but, you know, they're here, they're alive, right? They're doing their life. And to think that that will end at some point is, you know, really frightening for them. And I agree, you know, I, I, you know, I don't fear death. I know Dennis doesn't fear death um, because it's just a part of life. But I think the other thing that kind of compounds that with people is they just don't know where to start. It's like, you know, where do I start? What do I do to even start to understand? You know, one of the things that always sticks out in my mind um, when we were at the Afterlife Conference back in 2017, Roberta, I think that was the first time we met in person. And, um, you know, one person, one of the attendees said to me, you know, oh, I just, I wish I knew everything you did. And I just kind of looked at them and I said, all you have to do is start, you know, start any place. So that would be my message to anybody interested in this is just start, just start at something that interests you and just start to learn about it. And things just kind of domino and blossom from there. I guess, but wherever you start, it's all good news though. Yes. Right. <clears throat> People don't know that, though. Um, yeah. You know, based on the materialistic philosophy over the last 300 years, you have a predominant number of uh, scientists, for example, who are either agnostic or atheistic. Uh, the organized religions have very little in their holy books, anything about the afterlife, what it's like, you know, what happens when you die. Um, and those are the resources that are, you know, predominate, you know, mainstream media and, uh, and where people learn about, uh, you know, whether there's an afterlife or not. In more cases than not, you know, they're reading a scientist that says, I don't believe in this. I believe that the universe has been accidentally created. I don't know what came beforehand, but, you know, let's, let's say at this point that we don't, God is not part of our hypothesis, you know, and uh it's so absurd. Oh yeah. so stupid it is. It <laughs> is. You know, and that's one of the reasons we we put together these sites was because there is evidence. There's been evidence uh at even a, a scientific level for now almost two hundred years. Yes. And, you know, and it's it's there. It's, you know, and it's it's the kind of thing that uh, I think would satisfy a lot of people's questions. But the idea is to motivate them to start asking. So, what got the two of you started? Why, why don't you each tell your stories briefly? Oh my! Oh, I'll start, and um, you know, I I've been interested in afterlife stuff I'd say probably all my life but I just never really got a handle on it at all you know I was always interested in other types of belief systems and um you know what does uh you know Christianity really mean you know I was brought up in a congregational church you know um a Hungarian congregational church in uh Connecticut and, um, you know, there were certain belief systems that, you know, were part of the community and part of the church. And I always wondered, you know, what was beyond that. And um, although I stayed in the congregational church for many, many years, you know, it just 
didn't satisfy my curiosity at all. I I felt like I was kind of stagnant and numb and, you know, there was what else could there be, right? So, you know, I, I went to explore different types of religions, belief systems, um, you know, yoga, you know, all of these different things that, you know, you can come to. And um, when, after Dennis and I got together, um, you know, he at one point in, uh, I think it was around 2007, came across uh, Afterlife 101, which was a, and still is a website that was created by uh, Mike and Jackie Davis. And uh, Jackie is a channeler. And, um, you know, Mike basically helped her and recorded um, her material and put it all up on a website. And that website piqued Dennis's interest first. And um, our Afterlife Data website is based on the topics that are on Afterlife 101. If you go to Afterlife 101, you can see very clearly it's you know, the death experience for adults, death experience for children, transformation of human to spirit, the afterlife, reincarnation, all of these different things. And they align exactly with what we have on afterlife data. And what we did was we said, well, okay, all of this is coming from this one channeler. What does everybody else have to say? So we went out and we started looking at other material that was written going back, you know, 150 years or so at the time and started correlating all the information to each other. And we found out that there was an awful lot of correlation um, to the tune of, oh gosh. Uh, Almost 95%. What was it? 90, yeah, it was like close to 95%. I think it's like 94.5% or something. Mm -hmm. And that's a very high correlation of information. Yes, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's where it kind of, you know, it started for me being really serious about the afterlife. When we started working on afterlife data and that website started coming together, we're going, whoa, you know, wow, that's amazing. You know, because never in my wildest dreams did I think that we would come up with actual data that would support all of that. And it was across a number of different modalities, too. Yes. I mean, we we yes. had channel material. We had uh, mediumistic material. We had uh, out-of-body experience material. Uh, and they all coalesced into a common theme, uh, basically, across these topics. There was very little disagreement. And actually, the disagreements were on uh, minutiae <laughs> compared to the major questions. You know, everyone agreed on the major major questions and the answers to those questions. So that was, you know, what really surprised us a lot. Yeah. I think that's what everybody who comes to say, oh, it's, it's, it's real. That's what, that's what makes everybody come to believe that it's real. Uh, the fact that there is correlation across modalities, across sources, across areas, you know, but, but frankly, basically the, the Eastern U.S. and Southern England are the two great sources. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's impossible for this for it not to be real when everything fits, everything correlates over so many different sources and modalities. That's the same thing that did it for me. I was very skeptical in the beginning. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, but I, okay, it has to be real. But, and, and when you feel it, when you get it, you really get it. And then you get giddy about it because it's true. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> yes. Then you want to shout it from, from the tops of buildings and say, everybody, life is a new tragedy. It's actually a comedy. <laughs> and it would change uh, just the way society operates. I mean, it would be a whole different view. You know, I mean, wars would be unnecessary. Uh, accidents would be understood as not being really accidents, that people have a choice and that they do choose um, you know, when they're just decide to not focus any longer in physical reality. I mean, and it's not like they're going away for good. There's no extinction process, you know, it's Nothing. no, you know, and the fact is that, you know, we've been able to show at least with, you know, voices across the veil. I mean, a high uh, recognition rate, you know, 88% of, you know, people that are getting information, in this case, through mediumistic means that, you know, they can verify, they can validate, they have evidence, you know, and, and it changes people's lives, you know, and that's something that uh, has been, you know, heartwarming for us to see over the course of these last almost 10 years now with Voices Across the Veil. But what what is what, what the, the the fact is that what used to be a source of positive human development has now become the single single greatest obstacle mm-hmm. to human development, and that is the scientific community, because they're doing everything they humanly can to block this information from becoming more widely known, and that's just a fact. I think that's true at a you know general level, but there are those people, those scientists that are stepping forward and saying, hey, you know, this is real. We've got to look at this seriously. As a matter of fact, um, Victor Zamet, uh, just in this week's uh, newsletter, he had somebody who was talking about that. And I can't talk to it because I have not had a chance to listen to it, but um, it was talking about exactly that. That, uh, you know, science and spirituality is actually coming together. Well, I, I, I mean, we've, we have had for my entire, literally my entire career in this work, which is more than 30 years, we have had those hopes. And I've yeah. blessed the Zamets. Anyone who is not taking mm-hmm. the Zamets newsletter, just go to victorzamet.com and start taking their newsletter because they mm-hmm. do God's work. Right. But um, we have all we have believed for all that time that any minute now the science some scientist was going to get enough of a clue some scientist who had the ear of the scientific community was going to get a clue enough to get them to start opening their minds but mm-hmm. I it's not happened in all that time and yeah. um, I don't know that it ever will because there there I in fact I'm I'm doing. Um, we're we're about to come out with a with a newsletter, um, actually uh, trying to open the religious minds, which is another mm-hmm. totally closed minded system, mm-hmm. um, trying to keep the truth from ever becoming known, because in both cases um, we have groups of people who have many many generations of careers invested in keeping the truth from being more widely known, and um, 
they they uh, uh, whole careers. In, in in the case of the scientists, we know when the mines closed. They closed um, with uh, Max Planck and his 1918 Nobel Prize in Physics um, when when he discovered that consciousness, which basically he discovered God, um, he discovered that consciousness uh, was something you could not get behind. And uh, and um, they basically clamped everything down by making materialism uh, not optional. It became a dogma that you could not violate in, mm-hmm. in, in your scientific research. And that was the 1918 Nobel Prize. That was the date. That's what was became the became the scientific stick in the ground mm-hmm. uh, that could not be violated. But and in the way they enforce it is with their peer-reviewed journals in their scientific departments, and right. I've had physics um, students tell me that they're told when they start their careers, if you want to investigate this whole field of research, that which has to do with the area where you work and the area where I, you know, work in my in my spare time, if you want to investigate this field, don't bother to get a scientific get a, get a degree in physics because you will not be able to do it and make a living. Can you mm-hmm. believe that the physics students are told that at the start? I can believe it. <laughs> it's very sad, but I can believe it. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. That being the case. Go ahead, Dennis. Yeah, well, one of the biggest problems is that, you know, currently accepted scientific theories are considered the end-all, be-all. Whereas, you know, if you go through the history of science, there's always new discoveries. I mean, just like with the James Webb Telescope, now they're finding galaxies that seem to be older than the universe. You know, and so right. how did that happen? So, so that's you know uh, causing them to relook at their theories. The trouble is that you know people tend to say, "Well, this is what science says," as if science has reached the dead end and found everything there is to know about everything, and it hasn't. You know, and that's been. And and that's, you know, our biggest obstacle is to try to get people to say, listen, you know, this is current science theory, but, you know, there are more discoveries to be made. And there's actually discoveries that have been made in the past that have never been published because they didn't cohere with with the current accepted uh, scientific theories. Uh, Archaeology, for for example, you know, has found, you know, uh, humans and strata that are millions and millions of years old. But that never gets published. It gets put into the back rooms of the museums, never to be yeah. shown or revealed because, you know, it, it, no one knows what to do with it. But That's the right. fact is that information exists, just like the afterlife information exists, if you're willing to, you know, investigate it. That's right. That's right. And the Big Bang Theory doesn't make any sense because uh, nothing, it's impossible to have something come from nothing. And the, the first question everyone should be asking is, what came before the Big Bang? Right. And right. nobody can answer that question. And you're not allowed to ask it. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, you're doing very, very, very important work by compiling what you're compiling. And eventually, um, it will fit with a much larger set of information, um, which will need to be compiled. But science dead-ended 
um, unfortunately, with, with Dr. Planck's work. Now, he, he knew what had happened, and he understood what he had found, but he was not allowed to say it, of course, right. um, because, because science clamped down very hard, because science knew what he had found, um, and, and, and they could not uh, allow it to be more widely, uh, the, that information to be more widely disseminated, because for 2,000 years, scientists and religionists had been fighting this war over God or not God, and scientists understood that God had won, I don't think that religionists did, though, because uh, they they uh, they were pretty clueless, much more clueless than the scientists were, and uh, so we we have had a stalemate in science for the past hundred years, and the, they there's been nothing material, nothing important that's happened in science for the past hundred years. We've had a lot of technological developments. You've noticed those, mm-hmm. everybody's noticed those, but nothing in 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 theoretical physics really nothing important has happened in the last hundred years. We've had a lot of theories, but it's about important to in, impossible to test them because uh, uh, they're they're all nonsense. They're more and more fanciful. I mean, strings and, and gluons and all this nonsense, you can't test them. And they make no sense. Until we get past the problem of having discovered that, in fact, God exists, although God's nothing like what the religionists thought God was, um, the, the whole thing. I mean, we're, we're going off on a, on a fascinating track, I think. I want to talk about what you've discovered and what you're doing, which is very, very important. But um, I think it's possible. It, it's it's important for people to understand, and I'm very fascinated with all of this right now because of teachingsbyjesus.com, which is our new website, um, and and I've I've gotten very immersed in that work. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of us are doing side things until science get gets gets past the, what happened a hundred years ago with Dr. Planck and his, his discovery of the fact that there actually is a God and, uh, and our need to deal with that and what happened a hundred years ago. Until we get past that, all the work that we're doing is kind of still made it too. But let's talk about what you're doing. Um, talk about your three websites that, that, uh, that, and, and what they are and what they do and what you're adding to them. And since the last time you were on with us. Well, afterlife data of course, you know, has all the different topics, as I mentioned before, that correlate with Afterlife 101. And, um, you know, we continue to add to that, um, albeit slowly, because it is a very slow process. Um, But as we do that, it seems to maintain that, you know, roughly 95% agreement on all these different afterlife topic areas, which is just really heartwarming. Yeah, actually, when we we started, uh, I think we compared 27 different sources, and now we're well over 100. I didn't think it's possible to have there be over 100 sources of this information. That's great. <laughs> and, and there's more, you know, <laughs> that that's the thing. It's like, you know, there's more out there that, you know, I know we haven't even touched yet. Oh, yeah. You know, more to come. <laughs> Thousands <laughs> more. Good for you. That's great. <laughs> The website again, and this will all be in the program notes. Yeah, this is afterlifedata.com. Great, super. Thank you for that. Yeah. Of course, Afterlife Library, um, I will say that we've been a little bit remiss with Afterlife Library over the past couple of years because we've been so focused on a few other things. Um, But that takes um, 
all of the materials that you know we've been able to locate and puts them all kind of on this one website that is afterlife related and allows people to be able to search on information that is very specific to afterlife and related topics. And um, by related topics, I mean, um, you know, consciousness, the paranormal, uh, reincarnation, religion, science, you know, all of these different things that, you know, when you start examining the afterlife, you start going into all of these different areas because it's not just afterlife. Everything kind of falls into that. All of these, you know, consciousness thinking and the paranormal thinking and, you know, the science and the religion and, you know, and how do you kind of mold all of that into something that is understandable? Wow. Great. Oh, that was so badly needed too. Yeah. (laughs) It also caters to specific interests that people might have. They might be interested in paranormal research. They might be interested in reincarnation or religion. And so basically we've put together almost 3000 books that are divided up into those categories. And then we also have put together writer collections that, uh, you know, go from A to Z. And, you know, uh, I'm just looking at like from A to C here, and there's probably about 15 different writers where we've compiled multiple writings uh, for, for each of them uh, that, you know, so if you're interested in a particular author, you can get all their books and and go through it and you know uh see you know uh, answer whatever questions you might have regarding what they have to say but Great. um yeah yeah and one of the other things that we did there is um we have a series of questions uh we have some beginner questions and then what we call personal guide type of questions and in the beginner questions we have things like um you know, where do I start with the Seth writings by Jane Roberts? Because, you know, she was a very um, prolific channeler um, that we do use as a source on afterlife data. Um, And, you know, what does the afterlife look like? Uh, What is electronic voice phenomenon? What is death? Is there judgment in the afterlife? And each one of those and, you know, a number of other questions are addressed on afterlife library. And, um, I'll just uh, pick one, like, you know, what does the afterlife look like? Um, We have about three paragraphs of just kind of explanation there of, you know, an answer to that particular question. And then we have a series of books that we felt were good books to explore that particular topic. So, you know, for what does the afterlife look like? You could look at uh, Michael Newton's Destiny of Souls um, or Andrew Jackson Davis's Death and the Afterlife. Um, uh, Leadbeater's uh, The Astral Plane, its scenery, inhabitants and phenomenon. Um, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of uh, different books there that we recommend that you start looking at to start understanding the answer to that question. That's great because as people stop being quite so afraid, they'll start getting more curious. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great place to, for people to start looking. Wonderful. Exactly. Exactly. And then in, um, you know, in 2014, as you mentioned earlier, we um, 
were we were just getting inundated with people asking us, you know, do you do you know any mediums? Can you connect us with mediums? You know, we want to talk to a medium all the time. Yeah, yeah. And you know, at first, you know, we were you know, 2014, we were still kind of you know very young into this arena and you know, kind of scratching our heads going, why are people, why do people keep asking us for this? We don't know. Yes. It was kind of, you know, Dennis and I are looking at each other going, huh? You know, yeah. well, we, we got to a point where, you know, there were enough people asking us where we went, all right, wait a minute, let's take a step back here and try and, you know, think about this a little bit more. And as we were talking with each other, um, you know, one day Dennis said to me, you know, why don't we do something about that? And I was like, okay. And about two, what was it, Dennis, like three months later, I think we had voices across the veil up and running. Um, And what we did there is we went out and, uh, you know, looked at mediums. Uh, It was a huge list. Dennis, do you remember how many people we looked at? Oh, at the time, 30 or 40. Maybe yeah. More. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, um, you know, we reached out to them and said, you know, hey, we're looking at doing this type of a program. And, um, you know, that was the small group sessions. Um, <clears throat> and we asked them if they were interested in participating. And we did get a few people that we were very excited about to, uh, participate with us very early on. Um, you know, Denise Lascano, uh, Laura Mendelson, who's still with us. Um, Lauren, Robbins. Uh, Lauren Robbins, who's also still with us. Um, you know, and uh, Jen, what was Jen's last Jen, name? Jen, Jen Queen. Jen Queen, wonderful medium. She has passed since. Um, and uh, Michelle, uh, Help me with her last name, Dennis. Stoke, Stoke Telney. Stoke Telney. <laughs> lovely, lovely lady, uh, medium from uh, Canada. Um, you know, she joined us uh, last year. And we've been doing these small groups for, well, since, you know, we launched in 2014. And we've got data now going back to then. And we're just about ready to release the new set of data for everybody to look at to see how that compares to the first three years set of data. Yeah. So that covered eight years of data and um, 477 sitters. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty robust in terms of information and, and data. And uh, like I said, uh, it's the, the data, the information has increased in terms of the ratings. Uh, I, I believe now um, it's like 86% uh, view voices across the veil group settings as more accurate than uh, personal sessions that they've had or other group sessions. And uh, 92%, and that's up about 3 or 4% from the first three years, I said that they want to return to Voices Across the Veil to have some more sessions. So, um, you know, obviously people are getting information that they feel is validating and evidential and uh, been very helpful and beneficial. And I, I know that yeah, Michelle 
because we monitor these these sessions. So it's, it's almost like being in a, a sacred setting as we watch this information comes through and just see the uh, expressions on the faces of the sitters. It's just, it takes me sometimes a couple hours to decompress after wow. some of these sessions. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, they've really, they've been amazing. And, you know, and the best thing about it, you know, not just are the sessions, you know, like really cool and fascinating to watch and, you know, see people's faces, but the feedback that we've gotten from people, particularly people who are grieving, um, who are so, you know, feel so very lost, um, you know, they write to us and say, wow, I wish I had found you earlier because you have changed my life. You know, the session that I had was, you know, just gave me such a different outlook on life. You know, I feel like I can, you know, move on. I feel like I can enjoy my life. Um, you know, just all of these things that are, it, it's when we get those types of uh, emails from people that we just go, this is why we do this. Oh, yes. It's not even so much. I mean, yes, the data is important. It's important to put out there and it's important for people to see. But those individuals who have just had these life-changing experiences because, you know, of a simple group session, you know, that they purchased for, you know, $50, you know, and all of a sudden, it has literally changed their life. Fifty dollars! What yeah. a blessing! Oh, yeah. wonderful! What's interesting oh. too is that um, we've had uh, a nice percentage of people that you know didn't believe or weren't sure or whatever in their pre-session questionnaires switch to very sure yes. Uh, in the post session after <laughs> yes. they've had the session. So, bless mm-hmm. you, sir. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, I just I want to give a shout out to those uh, mediums that I mentioned earlier because, you know, this would not be possible without them right. and yeah. without their commitment to this program. You know, th- you know, you can imagine, you know, $50, right? We're asking for each sitter and we have a maximum of six sitters on a session. Yeah. Um, so, we're not talking about, you know, these mediums doing this, you know, because they want to get rich. (laughs) Yeah, they're really not. Um, And I just, you know, I can't thank them enough for the work that they do with us because it is so important. It is wonderful. They're really doing God's work. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. Oh, okay. So what's new for you? Where, where, Where are you going with this stuff? Well, you know, based on the uh, our, our initial discussion regarding science and, and organized religion and that, it's actually a good segue into what our next stage is all about. And, you know, basically we've been educational. We've been, you know, providing information either through books or through mediums uh, in terms of the afterlife and, and their own deceased, deceased loved ones. But the next stage for us, we feel, is for people to start having their own personal experiences. And yes. um, and that's, uh, Michelle, maybe you want to 
describe that a little bit more. Well, as Dennis mentioned, you know, we're what we're looking to do is to help people with direct personal experiences, things that they can experience themselves um, and help them delve into specific topics to get answers to specific questions through their own personal exploration of non-physical reality. So that's a lot of words. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, To describe, you know, we're, we're looking to help guide people in their study of the afterlife, because that seems to be one of the big things that we get questions on is, you know, well, where do I start? How do I do this? You know, can you help me? Um, You know, and we just, we want to be able to help. So we've been working on, uh, putting together a platform where we can do that. And, and the crux of the matter is that, you know, uh, people might come to a intellectual, even an emotional reaction to understanding and finally believing that there's life after death. But then the question is, so what now? What, what does it mean? Why are we even here? What do we do? And so one of the things that, uh, is motivating us in this next stage is to see that they're here on earth for a reason, for the purpose yes. of, you know, using energy, Absolutely. manipulating energy, understanding how to live. And through personal experience, we feel that they're going to get the answers that will motivate them, inspire them to, uh, to look at life as a joy. You know, because it's you're not here, you're not put on earth to suffer. You know, it's that's a misnomer. Uh, there's no reason to have to suffer, and the reason that you're here is that basically it's a, you know, as a lot of people have have characterized it as a kind of a school or educational system to learn how to uh, manipulate energy through the physical using the non-physical means of doing it because it's it's infinite energy out there. Do you have a, a website for this new uh, project yet? Not yet. <laughs> We're putting that okay. together now. <laughs> and well, how can people get in touch with you who want to get in touch with you? Oh, all they have to do is write to Michelle at afterlifedata.com or Dennis at afterlifedata.com. Um, I'm with two L's, Dennis is with two N's, <laughs> um, and they'll get to us. <clears throat> yeah, and we're, we're actually, uh, we have a list of people that are interested in uh, what we call uh, the direct personal experience uh, program that we're going to be introducing. And it's going to uh, offer a number of different modalities for people to explore based on what their interests are. Um, the idea being that we would like to put together small groups of people that are kind of at the same level within each group, though the, there may be a, a range of levels across groups. But the idea is that people will be able to, um, yes, you know, be yeah, at the same stage. One another. Right. Right. Exactly. One. Exactly. They'll be able to support. And when one person has an experience that, you know, blows them away, 
they'll be able to describe it to the others and and, and knowing that yeah exactly and know that it's possible for everyone to have a similar type of experience so everyone's individual so it'll be different for every person but they'll have an experience that will you know be convincing validating to them and there's nothing more validating than have personal experience of the non-physical wow. it's That's very exciting. Um, when is that going to be up and running with doing doing that next stage it'll be in 2023 so we're I gonna we we don't want to um, promise anything specific right now um, because there's still a lot to do. So, yeah, for example, yeah. we're you know one of the uh, modalities is going to be out of body experiences, and we're having discussions with an expert who has put together a system that we're hoping that uh, we can partner with and incorporate and be able to use as one of the possible ways to experience a non-physical reality. Others might be lucid dreaming, uh, shamanistic type of experiences. There's a whole slew of different types of, of things that I think will interest different people. And, and so, you know, that's what we're hoping to put together. I think that would be great. I mean, a lot of people... Uh, you know, it just in order to kind of get everyone has a different slant on things. So right. you, you need a, every, you probably need 50 different doors to maybe if not 50, certain, certainly 10 or 15 different doors. And once they find their door, then they get in and then they explore all the different things they can do there, all the different toys, all the different uh, things that fascinate them. And, and that's that's probably what you need. Oh, yeah, and, and we want to make sure that, uh, you know, the the groups will have some type of, I don't know, forum. We have to, we're, we're thinking about how to put this together where people can cross communicate their experiences based on whatever modality that they experienced, uh, the non-physical end. And so that, uh, it'll then motivate a widening of interest and awareness actually of, of across these different groups of the people within the groups. So it's, it's, a, bit, it's a big undertaking. <laughs> well, I, I want you to keep in touch with me when you have other news, you know, we'll, we'll break it here. I, I think that's, that's very exciting to talk well, about well, all that. I mean, if you, if you're getting, if you're teaching people to astral travel, I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to make that trip. Well, and the other thing is that we're also putting together a channeling program. And uh, that's one of the things that is also taking a long time because we have a, a list of well over 125 channelers that we're uh, betting out. And the idea there is to uh, allow an audience participation with a channeler on specific topics so that they can then get an idea as to what the non-physical is like in in the different dimensions that exist in the non-physical. Um, yes. So that they not only can read, but they can actually participate in, ask questions of, and get answers to, uh, you know, the various non-physical areas that, you know, are exist and accessible uh, by humans. We are, we are so focused on the fact that this that that the real is very accessible to us, and you know this this physical area 
And, and we really forget that there are so many dimensions that are every bit as, as real. And, and, we, and we just kind of ignore all those other dimensions and all the people who are in them and beings yeah. who are in them. And so if you can get people to focus on all those other dimensions, that, that will be a tremendous improvement in everything. That, that's quite wonderful. Wow. Yeah, well, I do we, think, you know, one of the things, uh, Roberta, is that we really feel like, you know, once people have had even just one experience, it becomes, yes. so, it, you know, it, I I can't tell anybody. It really does. It does. Yeah, so much. yeah. I can't tell anybody, you know, what to believe, nor would I want to, you know, um, or, you know, how to, you know, exactly go about learning about the afterlife because it's different for everybody. Everybody's journey here is different. That's true. You know, so true. as for as yep. many people as we have on earth, some, how many billion people we have, everybody's hey, experience. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's experience is unique. You know, yes. nobody's is the same. There might be similarities. There might be things that we can share, which is great, which is, you know, what we're trying to pull together. Right. But everybody's experience is different. And once you have that experience for yourself, then you can start going, oh, wow, wait a minute. You know, it yeah. changes you. It changes it you from your core. It does. It does. It makes you stop and really think much more deeply about everything. That's yes. so true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My first, after my first astral experience, I really <laughs> never saw anything <laughs> the same way again. Right? That's right. <laughs> wow. Well, we, we, we're going to have to, we, we're coming to the end of our time now, but we're going to have to have you back to talk about all of this stuff. When you start to help people to expand their minds to that extent, I think you're going to be doing well. You're already doing amazing things just by collecting all this information and helping people to expand their minds with it. But wow, when you can help people to have their own experiences, they, you know, seeing and feeling really is believing. That's for mm -hmm. sure. What, what do you want people to take away from today? I would like them to just take a step back and um, particularly people who aren't sure or are so adamant in their beliefs that they just take a step back and, you know, realize that there is so much more and, you know, not every one person or one organization or, you know, one belief system has all the answers that there That's is. So it's, it's, it's much broader than that. Yes. And, and for me, um, I want people to, to realize there is no death, there never was, and that there's a reason for living and there's a purpose to why they're here. And um, I hope that at some point we can show some uh, how to do that, how to go about actualizing and experiencing the non-physical, which is as real as the physical. As if not even more so. Thank you yeah. so much. You're doing wonderful work. Dennis Grega and Michelle Zavo, thank you so much for being with us. Thank and you. everyone, we, we have come again to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you could be with us today. Please never forget.
that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really get what that means, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be your host. I always think you'd rather hear from other people, our wonderful, terrific guest each week in this work. So I very seldom do this. But And actually, next week, our guest is going to be somebody much more special than almost anyone we ever have. Our, our beloved friend, Master Jesus, is going to be here to tell us some of what he has to share in the four biblical gospels. It really is extraordinary that Jesus is the most famous person on earth, and he's been that for many years, but still most people have almost no idea of what Jesus actually said. So next week, we're going to try to give him his chance to have his say. Just a little preview of Jesus's website, teachingsbyjesus.com, which will be up very shortly if it isn't as you hear these words running by sometime right at the end of January. And what I have to say is going to contain some, some, I think, surprises for you. So please try to join us next week. And this week, we've been talking with Dennis Grega and Michelle Zaba, who have been with us for the fourth time. The primary website for them is afterlifedata.com, and they collect there as much information as they can about death and the afterlife, and they make it available to the world. It may surprise you when you go and peruse it, but it shouldn't, to know that the last part of this life is only the really the boring end to the start of returning to the larger and glorious, terrific, fantastic life that you've left and forgot about, to become here and to learn and grow spiritually just a little while ago. Dennis and Michelle and Master Jesus can tell you that going home is beautiful when what you return to is glorious. And you don't want to go there early. You can't do that. That's cheating. But when you go home, you're going to find you left something wonderful. And it's the best part of this life, really, is going home to what is wonderful. And now, of course, it's time once again to tell you, and just to mention the fact that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things death and the afterlife. Just go to seekreality.com and start to learn for yourself what really is going on and the fact that you truly are a powerful, eternal being. It's impossible for you ever to die. Seekreality.com. You can begin today to learn that your reality really is, really is eternal. And as you know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. It's his turn, finally. And for young children, there's the fun of meeting Jesus. You can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com or at BarnesandNoble.com. And most of the adult books, except the most recent one, are available as audiobooks. If you want to talk to me about anything at all, you can always contact me through the green contact block on RobertaGrimes.com. I do answer every email. Just make sure you give me your correct address. And meanwhile... This has been Roberta Grimes. Please just, please just always know with every moment that you live, with every breath you take, that you are a powerful, eternal being and you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.